0: Welcome to The Art of Leadership with Nina Ellison. Join Nina as she explores the underlying value of soft skills in the lives of healthy leaders.
1: Thank you, Barry. And I'm so glad you all have joined in the second part of a two part podcast with Mercy Achola. Mercy is a leader with over 20 years of experience who was born raised and educated in Kenya. And as she shared with us in her first podcast, she was 23 years old before she got her first passport. Mercy, in sharing a little bit about myself as a young leader, I, I knew from an early age that grounding my leadership in core values and not just expected deliverables was critical to the advancement of my career. But I didn't have the skills to share the skills to articulate why values such as meaningful relationships trumped deliverables. I remember studying Peter Drucker, the father of modern management, stating that culture trumped strategy, but I struggled with knowing how to convey this in terms to others that they would listen. Internally, what I knew is that the more grounded my leadership was in core values, the more that the teams that I led and who followed me delivered above and beyond what was asked of them. As a leader today, it has been so refreshing to meet another leader, you Mercy, who is like-minded, who finds ways to meet the challenges of leadership head on, who recognizes how core values bring a leader success, not only in business, but also in leading with moral authority. Mercy, in addition to founding your own company, Value Management Consultancy, you are the recipient of the World Women in Leadership 2019 Award. You are the current chair for the services sector at the Kenya Association of Manufacturers and a committee member of Women in Manufacturing Steering Committee. I also know you're a wife, you're a mom, and you're very busy serving in your community. What strategies do you share with young leaders? who are seeking to navigate the dynamic tension between work
0: and home life? Great question, Nina. And thank you for that, because this is also another passion of mine. And if you allow me, Nina, here, I would specifically want to speak to young leaders and specifically women. Now, as I shared with you earlier, in my journey of growth, the companies that I worked for, one of the things when I look back is I never had the luxury of having a mentor or having someone I could go to to coach me or to bounce off ideas. I I navigated in a very blind manner, blind way, um, even as I went or rose through the career run. And so one of the things I do today with a passion, you notice I'm a lot of, in the women. You know, yes, I'm in the service sector women in manufacturing because all the employers I worked for were in the manufacturing sector and one of my friends did ask me once I must why why aren't you starting your own manufacturing entity after all you spent so many years in the sector and my answer to her was you know what I am quote unquote manufacturing people by adding value to them and showing them the value that they hold for themselves. Because without people, none of these entities would work. And so what I would share as a strategy for any woman specifically wanting to grow in their path, and they're having to juggle the dynamic work environment, um, their, their work life, their personal life, because we know this mental health, awareness currently ongoing, uh, and then also being there for your family, for your friends, the first thing I would say is prioritize. Get your priorities right and know what is important when at what point in your life. I left my son at the age of four to go and take up a job abroad. A lot of people, Nina, thought I was crazy at the time. What are you doing? Leaving your son behind, a four-year-old. But I can tell you, Nina, if I was to rewind the clock, I would still do that the same way. Because at that point in time, my career was important. I wanted to grow. I needed to grow. I was in that space and if I had not taken that opportunity at the time, I would have probably lived to regret it for the rest of my life. But after being in Europe for two years and coming back home one day, the first time ever, having been with my son, I brought him back home. And as I left for the airport, my son broke down and cried. And as a mother, Nina, you know this, that image struck me to the depths of my heart. The image never left my mind. and as I traveled back from work, I knew it was time to make a shift. My time of being the career woman, traveling the world, clinching deals and serving clients had come, was coming to an end. And the next time my family came to visit, I had a conversation with my husband and I said, I can come down here. It's time to get back home because I realized I could get this part, but I was losing out in my son's life and I wanted to be there for him. So that's one example. Of course, I can give you many others, but I'd say prioritize, know what is important for you. Secondly, get to know also the seasons. Just like nature has seasons winter, spring, summertime and autumn, which we're just about to get to, the same way our own lives can and do have seasons. So if you get to understand the season you're in, as a young person aspiring to grow, there will be times I declined growth in my company because I had to go on maternity leave. I had to seek time to raise my son. Then like I told you, I went off, left him with his father, though that was not the original plan. And then later on, I was moving now around with my family and I started to reinvent myself, Nina. That's how I got my business running. And so with all those seasons that have come and gone for me in my life, I would say if people can recognize the season they are in, in their life and not the season they are in, because Nina's season will not be my season. And my season, Nina, cannot be yours. So having that acknowledgement and living true to that is the other strategy, I would say, that would help people to navigate their work life. It's no longer a balance, really. It's prioritization. Back to you, Nina.
1: Yes, absolutely, and that dy- and that's why I called it the dynamic tension, because yeah. they're there all the time. And yeah. I love what you said about mm-hmm. recognizing the seasons, because there are are there is a season where you realize that a priority is is what you must do yeah. uh, to 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 fulfill what you feel like you were you were meant to be, okay. and and then as those seasons shift, it's mm-hmm. it's important to understand that what was right for yesterday may not be what's right for tomorrow. Mercy, I have to tell you, I met an 85-year-old. He said, you know, I may not sound like I used to sound. I may not act like I used to act. And I may not speak like I used to speak. But I'm still in the process of becoming who I was meant to be.
0: And, And Nina, there's a reason why I have to focus on the women. And the reason for that is that I think it's much more challenging for women. And again, I come back to it's across the board. Mm -hmm. Yeah, regardless of which country you're in, it's usually much more challenging for the women than the men. If you're a man in the same state, please go ahead. Use the same tips. They work for everybody. Yeah, thank you,
1: Mercy. One last question I'm going to ask you. And uh, as we talked about, you know, I was born in Nairobi uh, and spent years living in the East African community. Um, and perhaps as your mom or your dad taught you, I grew up hearing the, the wisdom of African proverbs. And two that I can remember so clearly was haraka, haraka, haina baraka, with an idea that there's no blessing when you hurry. And then secondly, haba, nahaba, kijaza, kibaba. You know, drop Mm -hmm. by drop, the bucket fills. And and I can only say that I think my parents were trying to teach me to slow down a little bit, (laughs) take things one step at a time. But Mm -hmm. are there some proverbs that have uh, stuck with you, that have remained with you um, as you've grown as a leader that you'd like to share
0: today? Awesome, Nina. I love that your Swahili is still superb, even despite this many years of you living away from Kenya. And your mother did well to teach you some African proverbs to answer your question. Some of the proverbs, Swahili proverbs, that come to mind, um, even as I reflect on the conversation that we just had, one of those is, this basically means that patience pays. And why is this important and critical for me is that, As you rightly put it, Nina, the person I have become today has been accumulative of the things that I have done over the years. It did not come easy. There's been, in fact, Nina, I need to tell you here, I am publishing a book. The book is going to be called The Power of Three. I realized that my journey has had its ups and downs you don't get uphill in one day. It's a journey, it's a process, and it calls for a lot of patience. So I find that specific proverb very, very applicable. But similarly, Nina, allow me to add another proverb here also, which my mother reminded me of very many times. And it says, basically meaning that if you do not have or understand your heritage, that you're basically a slave. You need to know who are where you have come from. True and indeed, the world is becoming a global village, but there are certain things we need to understand about who we are, where we come from, what values we stand for, and this should not change. To date, I have traveled and been to over 40 countries across the world i think the only continent i have not yet visited and i say not yet because it's my on my bucket list is south america okay. but i've been to every other continent but in all this interaction i cherish who i am where i came from where i belong but i also use that to embrace the world when i meet people like nina living across the ocean on the other side I can still resonate and connect with her on a different platform. I can appreciate her person because of who I know I am. So the moment you begin to understand yourself, you cannot give what you do not have. So start with yourself. And hence, that's why that second proverb also stands out and resonates for me. And I thought Nina, because the art of leadership Started off and it's growing now, it's reaching many countries across the world. And congratulations to you for that. That I think this would be an important learning event for your audience. Yes. Thank you, Nina.
1: Yes, thank you so much, Mercy. Thank you for joining me today. I have I have so enjoyed this conversation. And the to to pause and think of the richness of our heritage. Is a great way to end. You know, as as you were speaking about you and I coming from different parts of the world, and as you have traveled, um, in so many continents, uh, I was thinking of, of Miles McPherson's book on the third option, yeah. That we can, even though mercy, our our backgrounds have some some things in common, many things different. And as you shared about your um your your son and needing to leave him, I can honor that what we have in common is a love for children and a desire to do what's best at that moment in time for that season of our life. And, and that's where we can come together. Yes, and yes. I'm coming more and more to that conclusion the older I get, that yes, the joy yes. is found in honoring what we have in common.
0: So thank you, Mercy. Absolutely. Off. Nina, just allow me to add here before you conclude. I think if it's something we have learned in the last 18 months of the pandemic is that the human race is so much more alike and similar than different. Because when the pandemic struck, not a single individual, nation, community, name it, was spared. There's no one who could start. It didn't matter whether you are a rich nation or a poor nation. It didn't matter what race you represented. It didn't matter whether you had wealth or not. It did not matter. All these things did not matter extract the human race and it equalized us. And with that equalization, like I say, I think it's an opportunity for all of us to arise together. Yes, we are different, but I think that difference is the richness and the diversity that represents who we are and should unite us more than divide us. And there, Nina, I will add in, Another Swahili Proverb, which says, umoja nengugu. It mm. means unity is strength. Nikweli. <laughs> thank you, <Nikoli>, Sana.
1: Mama. <laughs> oh, hi. Asante Sana? Yeah. Asante. <laughs> and we'll close out this time. As I've said, thank you to Mercy and certainly welcomed her back into this podcast. So thank you for joining us today. You can reach me as always on www.healthyleadership.online.